Ah, beloved. I'm Pastor Trey, and you're now listening to the New Living Translation. It's his bona fide Bible talk, because God speaks my language too, and I'm sure enough about to act like it. Let's go. Hey, y'all, I really be having fun making this podcast. Like, I don't know if you could tell or not, but this is really fun for me. I take it seriously, but I also enjoy this process of sitting with the scriptures, making it plain to me and hopefully to y'all, and then just talking about them a little bit. There's a bit of a creative process that goes into it, and I'm sitting with that and thinking about how that is in itself a devotional practice for me. I feel closer to God when I do this. Not only the process of translating all the scriptures into my vernacular and language that makes a little bit more sense to me personally, but as I try to make sure I'm connecting with whoever might happen to be listening to this. And as I sat there reflecting on that and how much joy I get from this process and how I feel drawn closer to God personally, and I recognize that I feel as though I am taking part in a creative act that honors God every time I do this. And so you might even call while I was going with this little preamble here, but we're going to have some bona fide Bible talk about Genesis chapter one, even going into chapter two a little bit, the first three verses of chapter two. And I don't want to get too deep into the weeds of biblical scholarship and whether we have one or two creation narratives and I don't want to rehash or relitigate the debates about whether or not we should be taking these as six literal 24 hour days and whether or not this is scientifically accurate because I feel that if we delve too deep into those waters we miss what's actually happening here and further I think we miss what we're being invited into if we start asking the wrong questions of this text, if we start having the wrong arguments about this text, the moment we divorce this text from the spirit of God in such a fashion, I think we are robbing ourselves of an opportunity to do something dope that invites us to draw closer to God. So without any further ado, this is Bonafide Baba talk about Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 through chapter 2 verse 3. Let's go. beginning God created the heavens and the earth the lands of the earth ain't have no shape to them just empty and there was darkness covering the surface of the deep but the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light and God saw that it was good so God separated the light from the darkness and God called the light day and called the darkness night. So there was evening and there was morning on day one. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters. It'll separate the waters. So God made the space and separated the waters below the space from the waters above the space. And that's how it went down. God called the space sky and it was evening and it was morning on day two and God said let's get the waters beneath the heavens together in one place so we could see the dry land and that's how it went down <laughs>
God called the dry land earth and called the gathering of the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth grow plants, grasses and herbs that make seeds, trees that make fruits whose seeds make more of their own kind in the earth. And that's how it went down. The earth grew grasses and herbs that made seeds and trees that made fruits whose seeds made more of their own kind. And God saw that it was good. And it was evening and it was morning on day three. And God said, Let there be lights in the space of the heavens to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs for marking seasons, days, and years. And let these lights in the sky be for shining on earth. And that's how it went down. God made two big old lights. The bigger light was over the day. The smaller one was over the night with the stars God made. God put them in the heavens to light up the earth and to be over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And it was evening and it was morning on day four. And God said, Let the waters be filled with living creatures and let birds fly over the earth across the skies. So God created big old sea creatures and every type of living thing moving in gangs in the sea and all kind of winged birds. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them by saying, be fruitful and make more. Fill the waters of the seas and let the birds make more on earth. And it was evening and it was morning on day five. God said, let's make all kind of creatures, all kind of farm animals and critters and wild animals. And that's how it went down. God made all kind of wild animals and all kind of farm animals and all kind of critters and God saw that it was good. And God said, let's make people in our image to be like us and let them be over the fish in the sea and the birds in the air and over the farm animals and over all the critters on the land. So God made people in God's image. Humans were made in the image of God. Male, female, God created them. And God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and make more. Fill the earth and hold it down. You're in charge of the fish and the seas and the birds in the air and all the animals moving on the land. And God said, Look, I gave you every plant on earth that makes seeds. And you can eat from every tree with seed and its fruit. And the, all the wild animals on the land and all the birds of the air and all the critters on the ground gave all these green plants. And that's how it went down. And God saw that everything he made was good for show. And it was evening and it was morning on day six. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them was finished. God ended all the work he'd done on the seventh day. And on the seventh day, God rested from that work. And God blessed the seventh day and dedicated it as holy. Because in that seventh day, God rested from the finished work of creation.
I love this text. Boy, oh boy, do not leave Genesis 1 around me if you're not ready to hear some Holy Ghost preaching. Like, if you know me, I'm already one of them dudes who can't leave the house without finding a sermon and something. I kid you not, one time I walked out of my front door, smack dab into a spider web, and started preaching to myself about how that spider and doing what God had created it to do could kick back and relax and still find its provision. But we're not talking about that spider right now. We're here to talk about Genesis chapter one, where the very hands of God get busy creating, speaking stuff into existence, thinking up stuff, saying stuff, and watching stuff happen, and all of it happened to be good. I love the way that this chapter, this story is put together. Look at all of the patterns that we have here. We have this pattern of God forming and then God filling. God forms the light out of the chaos of darkness and later fills it with the sun, the moon, and the stars. God forms the sky and uses it to separate the chaotic waters of the seas from the chaotic waters of the sky and the clouds and whatever happens to be there. And then God fills the sky with the birds of the air and God fills the sea with all of these giant sea creatures and the fish and whatever else happens to dwell there. And then God forms dry land in the middle of the seas and the vegetation therein. And God fills that land with all of the wild animals and the farm animals and all of the critters that scurry along the ground. And then God makes humanity humans imprinted with the very image of God. Now, we don't really get a good idea of what that image is, what that means, because we don't know what God looks like. As a matter of fact, to this point in the Bible, we aren't even given the impression that God looks like anything. There is no indication that God walks among us or that God dwells among us. That idea doesn't come until Genesis chapter two. Right now, the only information that we have to go off of is that God is the one who has created the world around us and that God has done so with care. God observes chaos and speaks order. God observes darkness and speaks light. God observes emptiness and speaks life. And then it happens. And God sees that it is good. God even speaks to this creation being self-sufficient and self-sustaining so that all of the animals would produce after their own kind and all of the plants would bear seeds that would produce after their own kind and that there are even plants and fruits and vegetables assigned to each of these creatures so that they might not only live, but that they might thrive. And then God says that when humanity is created, that they are made in the image of God. Thus far in the story of Genesis, the only image, the only way that we are able to conceptualize God to this point without including anything that comes after it is as one who observes chaos, darkness, formlessness, and speaks order, light, life into these situations. So what if being made in the image of God is really an invitation and a charge to take part in speaking into shaping into forming a world around us that is not only habitable but an oasis for thriving 
for life and life in abundance. What if we took the instruction to be fruitful and multiply, to be useful and make more as a mandate to shape a world where scarcity is foreign, where life and life in abundance is woven into the order of everything that we know on earth as it is in heaven. Can I pray with you? God, whose love is embedded in creation, we ask that by the power of your spirit, the same spirit that hovered over the raging waters during creation, that by that spirit you might allow us and empower us to see your creation as you do, to see it as good. And God, where there is darkness, help us to speak light. Where there is chaos, help us to see order. Where there are voids, help us to speak life because we are bold enough to believe that we are created in your image help us be good stewards of your divine creativity to the end that we might know life in abundance help us to take care of that which you have charged us with mark our imaginations as holy so that we might not only see better possibilities but be empowered to bring them to fruition by the power of your spirit that lives in us Jesus' name. Amen. Translation is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. You can follow us on Twitter at Three Black Men. That's the number three, not spelled out, black men. You can find me on all social media platforms at Pastor Trey 05. That's Pastor Trey 05. Don't send me no Facebook requests, though. I don't be over there. That's the bad place. This work has been made possible by a community of folks who've chosen to show their support through generosity. You can join us at patreon.com slash three black men. Spell three out that time, though. Patreon.com slash three black men. There you can find even more original content from Sam, Rob, and yours truly. Make sure you subscribe to, rate, and review the New Living Translation and Three Black Men wherever you get your podcast. And remember, real recognize real. Don't get caught looking unfamiliar. <laughs>